Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Race for the Ring, episode 55, Kinda Dating, with Natasha Shandell. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. Today, we're going to explore what it's like to kind of date, kind of hang out, kind of hook up, kind of do a Zoom, kind of practice abstinence, all of the above. It's very, very interesting. Um, You know, the pandemic has really given us a run for our money, um, those of us who are in singledom. And uh, some of us have been more cautious. Some of us have been a little more free. Whatever your MO is, whatever floats your boat, whatever your comfort level, it's all fine and well, as long as you're making smart choices. That's always been my mantra throughout this whole you know, situation that we're still unfortunately in. But as we start to open up, um, there comes um, some excitement in the dating realm of that we might be going back to some sort of normalcy when it comes to courting and pursuing relationships and being intimate and all of the above. So with um, my amazing guest, Natasha, today, we're going to explore a lot of that. So let me tell you a little bit about her. She's incredible. Uh, she is an Indian-Canadian, American writer, producer, actress, and she has her own podcast also called Kind of Dating. So I kind of snagged Kind of Dating's title for this show because I think it's kind of cool. Um, it's basically, you can say that she does pretty much everything and anything. She um, is multicultural. She was born in Dubai. She lived in Mumbai. She was raised in Toronto, lived in New York, and she's now in LA and brings a, like a very large, diverse perspective to all of her ventures. And she shares a lot about her current relationship, how she met during the pandemic, and also what her MO was like before her relationship. Some of you may also know her because she wrote the next 
fix comedy, Mr. Inglesias. Um, and she produced a critical role in All Work, No Play. And is really, really, really cool. So I had an awesome conversation. So let's get right to it with Natasha. Hey, Natasha. Thanks for joining us. How are you today in sunny LA? Uh, I am wonderful. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. I always say that, but it really is. It's so fun. So what's going on there today? Tell me like a typical day in the life is of Natasha Chandel. Oh my <laughs> gosh, there is no typical day. That's uh, the life of Natasha Chandel. Um, <laughs> I am, you know, I wear multiple hats um, where I'm a, I'm a TV writer. I am a comedian. I'm an actor. I do podcasting. So literally my day changes. Um Right now it's staffing season, so I'm reading a shit ton of scripts all day. Oh, yeah, and then sure. yeah. and then I have like auditions in between and I do voiceover work. So that kind of so half of my fun. house is a big studio. I want to do a swap with you one day and like Oh my gosh, well, please, please do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, would somebody sound. else do this for me. I know. Me. I always the grass is always greener, as they say. Yes. That does sound like a really cool like life that you lead out there. It's fun. I mean, I'm grateful. Yeah, you should be. It's pretty cool. So tell us about your your, your for so much stuff. We went through all that in the intro, but the the podcast that you do is also geared towards dating. So let's talk to a little a little bit about kind of dating. What's kind of dating? Yeah, so uh, kind of dating is you know a comedy dating podcast where um, cool guests and I will break down one dating topic per episode and sort of the joke that we try to figure out why everybody has commitment issues. Um, <laughs> and it's. It's called kind of dating because nobody says they're in a relationship anymore. Um, yeah. Everybody's always like, I'm kind of dating this guy. I'm kind of dating this girl. And I speak from the perspective of a former commitment phobe. So I was, you know, a hardcore relationship girl for many, many years, um, gotten an abusive relationship, like an actual mm-hmm. one, and okay. then kind of went the other way. And I was like, fuck it. You can't beat them, join them. And then I just was like five and a half years running wild and free. And one day was just like, yeah, I'm not really fulfilled. And, you know, lots of therapy later. I'm now what I call a reformed commitment phobe. Um, So I very much can speak to the experience and can kind of call out the, you know, the BS. Like we always think the commitment phobe is, is the classic you know, my Die. language, fuck boy. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's really not. The one it's that just wants people... to hook up or just like, yeah. Yeah. But it's also that people... way too, though. I have a lot of friends, none that I've ever discussed on this show, but I have some friends that they all say, well, especially the ones that are married, like, you, Mindy, you should just F everybody you see. Like, I want to just live vicariously through you. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't roll that way, but and it's also like yeah. not that I don't know. It's I don't think that's so cool, right? Well, or I do mean, you I like think, that? I, look, I used to run wild and free, so I can't uh, tell anybody anything. But uh, mm-hmm. I, my point is, I think commitment phobes are also the people who are dating the fuck boy. Like you know, most of us know better. We've all known better, but we do it. Or you know, the ones who date people in long distance relationships who I was also notorious for, um, that's a sign of commitment phobia because it's a cop out. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and and so we kind of speak to that experience. Um, And, you know, uh, I've had my fun. 
Um, and I realized at the end it wasn't fulfilling. Um, mm-hmm. And so so that's kind of what changed For my you. mind and kind of made me, you know, grow the other way. So two questions because um, I'm curious. So number one, how long did you run wild and free? Was it like a year? Was it a couple of years? Was it like a, a oh, girl that was in? Five and a half years. Whoa, that's free, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like – I live vicariously through you. I yes. Previous no, life. really. I can't even – I mean, I've stopped counting people, but um, I – Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah. But um, where, did, where did you hook up with these guys? Like in your place? I had this conversation with um, one of my girlfriends in New York not that long ago because we were talking about like the one night stand and like, um, well, here's the I thing. have to I didn't say I never had night. one. But, I was going to say, I didn't, I've never done, I only did one one night stand. Oh, you what just I hang out with a couple and like, like yeah, I and then didn't, okay. I didn't want to be in a relationship with somebody. And I would okay. kind of keep guys as like, I call them flexes on my show, which is sort of it's a term <laughs> for like a flexible relationship. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I would be like, they were my flexes where it was a respectful relationship where, you know, nobody hit me up at 10 p.m. at night for a booty call. I was like, fuck you, bitch. Right. Who are you? Um, but it was that idea of like, I don't want anything more. And right. like, I would set that clear and make that clear right in the beginning. And of course, no fail. They would always try to make me their girlfriend. And I was like, this isn't a reverse psychology thing. I'm not playing a game with you. I actually don't want to be in a relationship with you or anybody. And um, and that was my commitment phobia. I had been through a lot. I had been through yeah. trauma. And it took me a, a long time to work through that. And when I worked through it, um, you know, my ability to connect with people and want to be intimate increased. And once I did that, things changed. I understand that. I totally do. I mean, that's... that's But I would hook up. I mean, I'm suspect. I used to live in New York, too. So I was very like, you need to come here. Um, Unless I got to know them, and then I would go to their house. But I'm very like, I don't know. Okay, so that was what our convo was about. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. Okay, so here's what I said to my friend. I said, so if you hook up with a guy that, like, first date, do you go back to their place or do you bring them back to your place? And she said... I never bring them back to my place. And I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either because I wouldn't want them to know where I live. But then I said, but then I was like, but I would be scared to go to their place because they could like murder you. And she's like, well, I always would call, text my friend and give her like, she would put like a tracker on her phone so that the the friend could find where she is if she was like gone missing, So say. But like, what if your friend's sleeping and it's the middle of the night and like, I don't know. Like, yeah, like I, uh, I'm scared. I, yeah, I didn't scared. go to people's houses unless I like it took like I knew them. After a while, then I went, but it was it was yeah. like come to my place because I it's a controlled environment. I don't I don't want to call somebody after the fact and be like I'm in trouble. No, and yeah, I'm like that the troubles already me. happened. Um, yeah, you know. So, yeah. but again everybody's different. I do, I do say like nowadays with technology, we can be safe. So like definitely tell your friends. But they could smash your phone and then you're screwed. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I watch too many horror movies growing up. Like I'm scared. Like I'm scared of I'm my the shadow. Like I hate sleeping in my house versus my apartment because like, I feel someone's going to like break my window and like kill me in the middle of the night. <laughs> so I'm like the worst. <laughs> I'm, I'm the like the, a baby 
stuff like that. But I would, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I'd never do it. The other scenario I had, not recently, like I guess when I was first divorced, I like was on a business trip and I met, I was just at the bar because I like didn't want to order room service. And I was like a nice hotel and I was having like my traditional dirty martini and like a little salad. And this really hot guy like got sit next to me and he was on a business trip, I think too. And he was on his computer and, and whatever, long story short, we got to talking and he was very flirty and stuff. And I was like, if I wanted to, I'm sure we could have totally like hooked up. But I was like, I'm scared to like bring him back to my hotel room. I'd never seen me. It was like the perfect scenario. Nobody knew me there. No one knew him. <laughs> but I was like, I'm scared he's going to like smother me or something in my sleep. I don't know. <laughs> and that's fair. I mean, you got to trust your gut, right? And, mm-hmm. and there's no right or wrong answer to it. There's no judgment either way. It's just whatever you're comfortable with and yeah there is a strong fucking chance he could have smothered you to death so you probably made a good decision but i want to live a little bit a little more freely i'm gonna like live like you for a little bit that sounds really fun (laughs) um okay so let's get into some of the i guess kind of dating because that's sort of kind of what this show is about in fact if it's okay with you i might even title the show kind of dating which isn't what it was supposed to be but it sounds really cool and then it would be a good you know tie in with your show so um there's a lot of new trends that came out of the pandemic because obviously people are in lock or were in lockdown and they're still being very cautious. And not only do you have to worry about, you know, getting in with getting hooking up with your partner and maybe catching some sort of gross disease, but you can also get COVID obviously and die from that mm-hmm. or get it, pass it on to loved ones. I read an interesting article that was in the Huffington Post today, actually. We actually might be doing a show on this topic in the near future because it's really cool and just expand on it. But it was saying how people revisit the way they look at sex, like if you're single, because so many people were used to giving up sex if they weren't in a committed relationship or in a relationship with a partner and they were in their quote bubble um, because they didn't want to A, put themselves at risk or if they were in a bubble with elderly people. Like for me, I was I'm in a bubble with my 70 plus year old parents and I also have children and I w- wanted to be responsible for their well-being, but mostly concerned because obviously they're res- a little more resilient, um, I would think, based on the stats than my mom and dad's they would be. So I every time like I would... I did date. I still am. I mean, nobody's significant, but I'm dating. Um, But like I was extra cautious, like going on a date, like where I was going, like the fact that they were not in my face, so to speak. Like, um, you know, I was very questioning them where they would been, who they talked to. A lot of them were parents themselves and seemed responsible and like, you know, not like out and about on on town. But every time I put myself in that situation, I thought to myself, like, whatever, then I I have to be smart because I don't want to bring a germ back to my mom and dad and then, and, you know, obviously put them at risk. So having, I'm trying to think back what I was saying about sex. Like I have never bought, I have not been in a situation really. Um, like you were saying the dating is maybe one, but yeah, (laughs) I'm not going to tell a lie, but like, I've been very cautious about that because I don't want to, 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 to injure anybody. So I was just extra cautious every time I would put myself in a situation. And the article basically kind of focuses a lot on the fact that a lot of single people did the same and that they've learned that they don't need to have sex and that they can live without sex and it's not as important to them, I guess, once they've given it up 
for a period of time, they've kind of accustomed their life to abstinence. A lot of them were calling what they've been doing as abstinence and they're not, and they're going to be extra cautious even moving forward. So that is not exactly what the show is about, but I wanted to bring that into the conversation a little. Have, what is your take on all of that? Now, you don't have to give me your own personal if you want mm-hmm. to feel free, but just in general and speaking with your own um, podcast guests, like have you broached a subject about that situation with oh yeah yeah being intimate an episode on sex after quarantine and uh i am in a relationship so my situation is uh is not the same as my uh listeners and Mm -hmm. friends um Mm -hmm. i it's really a split i have friends who say they are going to continue to be cautious um and i have friends who say they're gonna go buck wild um like they're just you know, horny as fuck and, and waiting to jump on whoever. Um, so I, I do think it's split. I think that the people who probably spent the time in the past year and did a lot of reflecting and realized I might want more will probably mm-hmm. wait. And mm-hmm. I think the people who are content with where they're at um, might just be like, you know what, I'm, I just want to get it in. and. You know, because like they they're not looking for more; they're looking for sex. So yeah, um, yeah, those people will continue their thing and probably with a little more vigor, and um, and other people will, you know, do what what we were talking about, slow dating, right. Right, which is one of the trends I wanted to dive in. Yes, yeah. Okay, so that was a little later in my research, but we can talk about that one first because you brought it up, so why not, right? So let's get into slow dating, which I think has always been my personal MO before the pandemic, truthfully, um, before I was married and post-marriage. But that's basically when you're getting to know somebody and you're not sure if you want to make the commitment that they're your boyfriend or girlfriend and you're, you know, kind of like feeling them out, so to speak. Maybe you do hook up, maybe you don't, but they're not basically given that the, the grand title of boyfriend or girlfriend. Like you share a little bit about what you, what your is, you know, any antidotes that you have in that space. And did you, how long have you been in your relationship? Did you start in that way or did you just kind of dive right in? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I have literally dated in every way possible, um, including <laughs> jumping right into the slow dating. Um, I'm definitely more of a fan as I've gotten older of slow dating, um, you know, taking time to get to know somebody. My relationship now, we actually just celebrated our one year anniversary. We met literally two weeks before the shutdown, the lockdown. Really? And How'd you guys meet? I met somebody right before the shutdown too. Yeah. yeah. We're not dating, um, but <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I mean, and we were for a while. Yeah, you yeah. We're not anymore. <laughs> yeah, we and that's the thing. We got very lucky. We met um on Hinge two weeks before, um, went on two dates, and then the third date was supposed to be on a Saturday, and on Thursday they shut down everything. So he came over instead. Mm-hmm. And um, and there we were just sort of like, hey, you know, for safety because we were both on the very same page about COVID, we were like, is it cool if like we don't see other people? Because like just Mm -hmm. keep it to us. So we Mm -hmm. already sort of knew it was going to be exclusive, um, Mm -hmm. but we didn't make it official for six months. Like when we spent all the time together and – what, yeah. what were some of your dates like? I, that's sort of what happened with me and this guy. We met right before the lockdown um, and – 
we ha- we really had one date in all honesty. I think we were going to go on a really awesome date that we we met on a God, I can't remember. I think we met on a Thursday. Now I have children and I'm divorced. So I have like that factor. So I think the, yeah. the following weekend we were not, I was not available like right after the date. Yeah. Then the, then the world shut down mm-hmm. then, but that weekend, it was like a week later, we, he was supposed to take me out to like a really nice dinner. We talked about possibly me sleeping over because it was like he wanted me to be able to drink and he didn't, I live in New Jersey and he was in Philly yeah. and all of that. And then we, it was a shutdown. So he just wound up coming over my house. And then all of a sudden, all of the date, well, you know, and in, in fairness to both of us, there was no choice or you just don't see them. You know, yeah. um, we just started going back. I stayed at his place. He stayed at my place. Like we did a lot of that. So what was your, and we would order in or he would bring in dinner. Yeah, like like it, was we, lo- it was fun, but it, it was, was sort of like, we got sort of serious fast in that way too. Right. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, I joke with my boyfriend all the time that like he's in a sense, he's lucky. It's only going to get better because normally in a relationship, you know, as, as women, we're all like we're dressed up. We put makeup on. We're going mm-hmm. out. We got our heels on. And like after our second date, he hasn't seen me in heels and like. I know that's so funny. Until, I think until I said that to this guy too. I'm like, listen, you're seeing me at my worst. Yeah, so this doesn't get worse than this. So. I just, yeah, I just kept saying, hey, it's only gonna get better. Like this is it's, you're all, you're only gonna see all the like great outfits later, which is which yeah. is wonderful. So then me and him built a lot of you know intimacy, and we would try to make fun events. Like we we did karaoke at his house. We did we did a Soul Train dance party. We were just like being fun. silly. Um, he lives right by the beach, so we did lots of like beach outings and picnics and you know we're very lucky that in that yeah you're so lucky LA yeah that there's many outdoor things that we could do we we you know took day trips all over um and that was like a big thing where we started making a uh, jokes about like we would just go chase ice cream so we we literally drove to Santa Barbara for two and a half hours to have ice cream walk to the pier for like 15 minutes and came back like that I was it. that. Yeah, but what else are you going to do? Sit in the house and watch Netflix all day or read together on the beat? I mean, like, yeah, there's nothing to really and do. And we've done that too, you know? Where That's fun. Days, especially in the beginning. I like this guy. Yeah, he's wonderful. He's the best. Um, And we just sat there and watched Netflix all day. Like, there were also those days. But, you know um, – we try to switch it up. We've we've tried to dress up and like do date night. Um, mm-hmm. We've tried to do cooking together, which neither of us is like a big cook. But now we're learning. You know, we yeah cook a lot now together. Um, and then we got COVID together. We actually just got oh, it like a month no ago. Way. Yeah. So then oh, that's we were like, were you okay or were you sick with it? We were sick. We were uh, mm-hmm. luckily we had mild symptoms, but you know it kind of rocked me a bit harder than him. Uh, mm-hmm. He was kind of fine after like four days. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> me, I like had the whole. Well, at least you could take care of you, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I stayed at his place to you know uh, mm-hmm. just to have somebody and and so yeah, like we've we've been very lucky to bond in in a lot of those ways. Um, but I have I have friends who. Um, who dated people before and it didn't work out. I have friends whose marriages have broken up during the pandemic or relationships. Yeah. And I have friends who are dating people, but don't feel comfortable meeting those people yet. Um, yeah. So there's a spectrum of everybody, but coming back to the slow dating, um, you know, I, as much as I always say like, yes, I have been wild and free and done my thing that didn't, 
you know, and there's no no wrong answer. I always tell people like mm-hmm. you could have sex on date one or you could have it three months in or you could have it a year in or totally I agree but yeah, I don't think that's gonna matter I think when you're younger maybe I mean when I'm talking about like college like young young or you know that's maybe a little different mm-hmm. but I feel like when you're a grown-up like no I mean, I mean and it's just the idea like all I try to tell people is like have sex whenever you want mm-hmm. um and for me I like to get to know somebody. So mine is usually around like a month, month and a half in, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously COVID changed our situation a little bit because he Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. over all the time, which I wouldn't normally have done. No, I know. It was the same with my, my guy. It was the the same. We dated, we, we slept together pretty quickly because we were together all the time. I felt like he was like my boyfriend, you know, even though he wasn't, well, I guess he sort of was, but whatever. But I do think, but I, but long-term slow dating is a, a, a really good thing. It's been proven to, uh, be more beneficial for relationships when you slowly peel the layers versus kind of this, you know, very intense Mm -hmm. emotional thing right in the beginning. And then it kind of falls really quick. You know, I I always like in everything, it's like science, you know, it's like, yeah, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, but it'll come with equal force. Yeah, I agree. I was like, one, I was dating a guy um, around Christmas time, different guy than the other one I was talking about. And he was like, ask me anything. I, re- I made up my mind. I really like you. I was like, oh my God, I could be like a serial murderer. Like, how do you, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I always, hey, this is our second date, dude. Chill yeah. out. I'm like, and that's I mean, thing. I like you too, but like, I don't know. I might not like you like tomorrow, like, you know? 100%. And I'm glad that you like used some of your judgment for that because. I call it word vomiting, like guys word vomit in the beginning, like they're not thinking about what they're saying or the repercussions. They just say things that are in their head. Yeah. They yeah. feel it. It's not like they're they're lying. They just – but, you know, they'll say things like, oh, my God, we'd make such cute babies. And then the girl's oh. going, oh, my God, he's thinking that he wants to marry – like he wants to have No, he's kids. just like sur- – He's so just un- literally like – that, that would be like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, people say that. I'm running to the hills. Like, I'm scared. I feel like I'm getting smothered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and I are the same, but, you know, a lot of people say that and and react very differently. Yeah. They were probably excited about that sentiment. Sure. Um, what about new dawn daters? So that's like the people that are now like jumping on the bandwagon who are anti-app, but now they're like anxious to get back into the dating game. And, you know, obviously, thank gosh, like things are opening up. You know, we were just chatting off before about like the fact that LA is starting to open. New York opened the movie theaters last week. And um, I heard on April 1, they're going to be at full capacity, 100%, like in the businesses oh. and stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Right. So, I mean, eventually we'll be able to go out and maybe meet people the organic way. But like for, for the most part, I think a lot of people still feel, myself included, that the app is the way the way to go if you really want to have a shot at like meeting new people mm-hmm. like more regularly, so to speak. So have you seen that you're getting more people or seeing more people that are more interested in dating apps than they were before? Yeah, 100%. I think every dating app has um, released uh, data that has said that their numbers have jumped, like skyrocketed through the pandemic. Um, You know, people yearn connection. (laughs) Yeah, people yearn connection. They want to have somebody to talk to. The pandemic has made a lot of lonely people and Mm -hmm. 
and you know, a lot of people can't see their families. They can't travel. So yeah, like it's mm-hmm. a great way. And I, I look, I met my boyfriend on a dating app. I wasn't a dating app girl. Like it, it's, it wasn't my natural nature. And mm-hmm. um, I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. I hated, I, I, you know, all that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like an amazing tool if you embrace it, right? Like you meet people from all over the world. My boyfriend's from Spain originally. He's from Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's like, where would I have ever met him? You know, like he he lives in LA, right? Like you? Yeah, yeah. The LA area? But he's like literally on the other end. Like if I was to give you- Right, and you don't have friends in common. You don't work in the same industries, I'm guessing, and like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's another trend called local. Lope dating, like lo- like staying in your area, like, and you're not venturing out of your area. So I don't know why that's all of a sudden a new trend. I guess maybe because people don't want to travel. I don't really know. I have to say this. There's my little antidote. I shared this book on another show before, but I don't remember episodes ago. Um, I was dating a guy from the Chicago area. And I sound like I started this episode saying I don't date that. <laughs> well, I've been like talking about all these relationships I've been in sort of. You are single and you are allowed to date. That's I actually talked to a lot of guys. I can't tell a lie but in my mind they're so like I mean I think in any given time I'm probably in dating quote unquote maybe three or four different maybe five guys but and they're all different like I'll get like I'll go on a couple days then I'll go on the next but I I I just in my head I just don't think because I'm not committed to any of them they're not boyfriends so I don't really like consider it like you are allowed to and should especially yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. I know. I'm just making fun of myself because I was yeah. like, I haven't dated at all. I'm <laughs> careful of my parents and on this guy and then that guy. And this one slipped over. And then I was hooking up with this one too. <laughs> anyway. I love it. I'm like eating my words. Um, I didn't mean to. I guess, but in reality, as I'm saying it out loud, yeah, I guess I was kind of busy. But that said, I think that the there's a lot of, I used to think I wanted a long distance relationship, a long distance relationship, which to me is a plane ride, not a driving ride. I still, cause I drive all over the place. Like I don't really care, but to get on an airplane and not be, you know, or the same time zone or something. So this dude lived in Chicago and I thought this was perfection because I wouldn't have to see him that much. He's got his own life. He's a different, like whatever we, I left to talk to him every night. I liked him like whatever we were texting one another. But then when the time, when push came to shove, every time we had to hang out, well not had to, every time we hung out, um, it involved this long date. <laughs> like yeah. it was like a long weekend and a long weekend. And it was then like we could just do dinner and like go about our business and like reconvene in a couple of days. It was like yeah. the date that didn't end. So I've now said to myself, unless I'm like crazy attracted to somebody and like can't like can't stop thinking about them, I'm not doing that because I don't want that situation. Yeah. But so I don't know. I think maybe people aren't are doing this location situation because they are looking for regular presence and it make their life easier. They don't want to travel. Like, what's your take on all of that? Well, hundred percent. We have a, a friend uh, who uh, did that. He he was moving during the pandemic and he moved and was checking the apps to see where he found the hottest girls. Before like he moved where to he that would area. move. Yeah. 
And so we that were was like laughing. Where he was going to go. What if it was like yeah. Alaska? Like what would he do? Well, no, as in like neighborhoods in LA, right? Oh, so oh, oh going okay. around to the neighborhood to check an apartment and then see okay. like the girls and see like, was he interested in that area? Which I thought was so funny. But That's yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lazy ass people out there. And, uh, and I think they just, you know, they're like, I want to keep it in my locale because yeah. I yeah. don't know how, you know, how things are going to play out. I don't want to spend extra time and money. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. I mean, I knew, I typically tend to date a lot of guys from New York just because that's where I spend the majority of my free time. Um, and like, I guess it doesn't matter because New York, well, yeah, but New York it is, like if someone's in the like, Upper West Side versus the Upper East Side where I am or, you know, I mean, I will say I don't like, I don't, I won't really, if they're in Brooklyn or Long mm. Island or I won't like, I'm like, no, that's oh, yeah. Far. So I guess it's sort of the same thing. <laughs> it totally is. And that's I don't thing, know. Like, but for me, I'm like, I'm already traveling to New York because I go like, go back and forth so much. So there's a lot of guys in Connecticut that tend to like me. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> that, Connecticut is way Not too doing far. that. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. That's, that's far, 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 far too far. Um, no, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, people are still fearful of travel. So it makes sense that people are kind of. Stay in the neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah. It's convenient because then you could just go meet some. I met. I had a date that, with this guy last Sunday. See, there's no date. Yes, girl, yes, um, yes. We met for just wine. It was fun. It was like I love it. Like whatever. Like a fun like um, happy hour Sunday like drink and like a snack. But like he lived like three blocks away, so I was like, oh, we just go to my neighborhood place. It was like, oh, we're in the same neighborhood. It was like kind of cool. So 100%. anyway, I like that. Um, okay, let's see what other what other trends. Okay, here's one. This is a good one. Hardballing. Mm-hmm. I guess this is for the girl and guy who like are getting down to business. They've been in lockdown. They've been in abstinence states. Like they want a relationship. They know what they're looking for. They know what the red flags are. They know what their like deal breakers are. I think people. I think just having done this show through the pandemic, a lot of the people that I've interviewed that are single, like are very like, this is what I want. Like, and I'm not settling for less and I'm fine if like, I don't get that. And like, I'll just be single. Like they're, they're not, you know, accepting whatever. I mean, I sort of feel that way too, because I'm very happy being single. I would like to be in a relationship, but like, I love my life. So I'm all good. But, um, but go ahead. So go ahead. What have you seen in that space? Like in terms of the hardballing? Uh, I would say this is the best trend um, that should really why or never, because uh, you know, the, the crux of what we try to share as a message on kind of dating is if you find somebody great, if you don't find somebody, you should also be great. The idea isn't that you just settle because you want to find somebody. You need to know what you want and don't want and be okay being alone in the process that leads up to it. I, I was I was answer. Mm-hmm. actually single by choice for a year before the pandemic. Why is that? Tell us a little because bit. Because I was I kept dating all the time and I was like always in these things and I was like I don't even like these relationships. I'm not even content. And yeah. and it got to a point where I was like I'm not figuring out exactly what I want. And uh-huh. so I just realized, like, look, I'm getting too distracted with guys and my work isn't, like, I needed to yeah, focus on busy. work. I needed yeah. to focus on my health and I need to focus on me. Uh-huh. And I said, you know what? For a year, I'm just literally going to stop 
I'm going to get myself back to a centered place. And then when I feel good and kind of know very consciously what I'm looking for, I will start dating again. And so then when I got, when finally a year later I got on Hinge, what I did is, and I talk about this on the podcast very openly, I paid. That was my first time ever. I paid for a three-month membership and Mm -hmm. I very specifically picked the things I didn't want because I was so like old me used to just be like, okay, like I guess if, you know, like something for me that's a big one is like hard drugs. Some people are fine oh, with God. it. Oh, like, God. Yeah, I no. know. <laughs> but you, you would say, that, oh, they, I don't know. Yeah, no, oh. but I just mean like my yeah. girlfriends are fine with guys who do festival drugs, right? Like um, drug. uh, acid and stuff like oh. that. Like, What's a hard drug? Are, Coke? No, that's a hard drug. Acid would be a hard drug. Okay. You know, but okay. my friends are fine with that because oh, they go to festivals and they do things. I and like, like I, I – <laughs> yeah, and that's the, Everybody's different. I'm and like, I rude. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Not, like, like I. Oh, God. <laughs> My ex did it, and I realized. Oh, I didn't. I didn't uh, feel feel as safe as I wanted to feel. So then I, yeah. you know, finally was like. So I just like started being very picky about the things on the app that I wanted, and uh-huh. um, and who I was going out with. I would actually read their shit and be like, yeah, I actually don't think that this would vibe like straight up. And so I just yeah. wouldn't. And uh, knowing myself because I had spent yeah. a year knowing myself. And yeah. so then it was consciously, it was sort of a conscious dating, you know? Um, and, uh, and in a sense that was hardballing where I came and I'm still at a point. I love my boyfriend with everything I have, but if it doesn't doesn't work out, I'm going to be fine. And he, I tell him that and he tells me that. And we're like, uh, you know, you have to get to a place that if if you are with somebody, it should feel wonderful. If you're not with somebody, you should also feel wonderful. Like you have to learn to love being with you because all of your experience with a partner, even with somebody sitting next to you by your side, is an alone experience. You no, are in I, your I body. agree. I think even that's if you're both watching great advice. Together. That's fantastic advice. That's that's sort of what I try to preach too to yeah. our listeners. Like I think being in a relationship, having a partner should be icing on your cake, but you need to be the cake. You need to be yeah. like all the ingredients in the cake. You need to be the filling in the cake. So you don't need the icing. Some people cr- like like you know, my daughter hates icing. She like you know scrapes it off a piece of cake. <laughs> I'm like your or daughter. cupcakes. I think it's the weirdest thing. I could like lick that stuff all day. <laughs> But anyway, (laughs) um, that's another story, another show. And therefore, there you go. But that said, um, yeah, I think that you can live without it. But does it make the the cake taste better? Sure. Does it is it like delicious? I think so. But you don't have to have it definitely adds more calories. So (laughs) 100%. (laughs) I have had the best times in my life alone, also. And so Mm -hmm. like, I very much love myself. And, Mm -hmm. and as much as like, I love him, I love my me time, like, Mm -hmm. can't tell you how much, um, Mm -hmm. just because I, I need to sit by myself sometimes and just do things or go out and do activities I like for me alone without friends, nobody. Um, yeah, yeah, I really, you know, push for that. And so I think hardballing is sort of this idea of feeling like people know what they want. And that's, that's what dating should be. I agree. That's really good advice. And that's a good way to end our show. 
So let's talk a little bit about where everyone can find you. And when when does your podcast come out? What day of the week typically? Yeah, thank you. Once, thanks, thanks so so much for having me. Um, oh yeah, we, yeah. So super fun. We uh, kind of dating it drops every Tuesday. We are available wherever you get your podcasts, um, like literally everywhere. Uh, and you can follow us at kind of dating across the board. And um, I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha dot Chandel on Twitter. Nat- no, wait, I screwed that up because this is how it's I okay. joke. Say it again. I, I, no, no, right. I joke. Rewind, the, take two. I actually <laughs> don't even mind because you say this because I okay. I'm on PR and I rarely say it for myself. I, it's all right. Uh, uh-huh. I'm super complicated and that's why I, I always joke about that. But yeah, Natasha, uh, Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter and Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok. Very cool. Oh, you're on TikTok. Oh, very yeah. cool. I have to get on that TikTok game. So let me ask you this as we, as this is like my last wrap up because I wanted to ask you this. I didn't want to interrupt you earlier. When did you and your beau give yourself the stamp of relationship? Like, I know it was six months in, but like, what, what exactly happened? Did you have a convo? Did you just sort of like introduce him as your boyfriend one day? Like, how did that work? Yeah, no, uh, this is a very good question because we, uh, you know, he gets a little lucky because he gets inside scoops on things from my podcast about how I'm feeling. <laughs> so, so funny. Everybody does that for me to all my, ma- my men. They all like say that. Oh, my God, am I going to be on your podcast now? Like, <laughs> no, but also oh, I can research you. Right? I know what you of, like. This is so ha- cool. I'm like, exactly. oh, my God. So like they ahead. know things that we don't know about them but he yeah. knew that I have a thing if a, if somebody doesn't make it official by six months to me that's like I I would make a decision to cut it like mm-hmm. to me as, as an adult I don't think anybody needs more than that amount of time so it was coming up and I was like hmm I wonder what's gonna happen and but you never had that conversation with him he no no I was like show. he needs to have that ah, conversation with me Okay. And so then uh, we were at my uh, best friend's. Um, she, we she had an Airbnb and uh, for her birthday, and uh-huh. we were just in the backyard. And he just sat there, like very you know, cool, suave Spanish guy that he is. Um, just said, "Yeah, you know, my friends um, were asking me what I was doing this weekend, and I said, oh, going to Palm Springs with my girlfriend.' And that was, and then I go, oh, am, am I your girlfriend? And then he's like, I mean, are unless you don't want to be. And I was like, oh, no, no, we're fine. And like, that was it. That was a conversation. That's awesome. That's great. So, so like, how oh, long have you guys been together total? About a year? Yeah, we still consider our um, our second date as our anniversary. So we just had our anniversary um, because we were like, we didn't, we we both knew it was like kind of special and we didn't, weren't seeing That's anybody so after awesome. that. so awesome. I'm happy for you. Well, you have to tell me if you get engaged. Oh, I don't know about that. We're not, I'm not a believer of marriage. That's a different. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but I believe too. in a sort of my new thing too. I don't know. I mean, I would like to get married again, but I don't really, I don't think I care one way or I just like, I, I believe in a committed relationship. So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. very committed exactly. and that's what I care about. I'm not a, if he wants to, I would, but it's not a me thing. Smart girl. <laughs> I speak from experience of the sever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier to break up with somebody than get divorced. That's all I'll say. Yeah. So, yeah. But you don't want to break up with him. He sounds like a keeper. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, my love. You are amazing, Ooh. Natasha. I really appreciate okay. you being here. Um, and I would love to 
maybe on your show someday if you have me. Yes, It'd yes, be so fun. Of course, yes. on your show and everything. Yes, <laughs> you must. You have to. Yes, please come on. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, have a good day. Enjoy LA. Have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to the Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast, just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. The Race for the Ring is brought to you by family-owned and operated Furco's Fine Jewelry. Handcrafted and designed with a keen eye for fashion and flair, Furco's collections are made to perfection, winning all kinds of accolades and serving customers across the globe. From stunning diamond pieces to fashion-forward 14-karat gold and statement necklaces and earrings, Furco's is the place to go for a special gift, milestone celebration, or a treat to yourself. Race for your ring and follow them on Instagram at Furco's Fine Jewelry and get 10% off your first purchase at checkout with the code MINDY10. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.